questions around digestion and then answer them with what you can do to have the best digestion moving forward. But first, let's dive into why digestion goes bad to begin with. So a good and healthy digestive process follows these steps. Step one, we use our stomach to break down food into a smaller absorbable component. The stomach juices, they contain a, a juice called hydrochloric acid. And yes, that's the type of stuff that can break down skin and liquefy pretty much anything. And then mixed in with that hydrochloric acid is digestive enzymes. So these enzymes help split down food into more absorbable chunks. Step two, this is where your hormones like gastrin, which is produced in your stomach lining, stimulate the secretion of more gastric juices and help regulate how fast your stool moves throughout your body. This aids in effectively breaking down food and helping initiate more nutrient absorption in your small intestine. That's in the next step. Now, additionally, other hormones step in like ghrelin and leptin. These are produced in the digestive tract and in your fat cells. And this actually helps you regulate your appetite to tell you I'm full and to also help with your overall energy balance. So once it passes from the stomach hormonally, we go into step three, which is entering the small and the large intestine tract. And that's where food is then broken down that you've eaten and it's going to spend essentially the majority of your digesting time is going to be spent in your large and in your small intestine. And that's because these areas are where the nutrients are absorbed and entered into the body's bloodstream. So there's these little pockets that essentially the, uh, the broken down food has to sit and then it will suck up all of the nutrients in between there. And then anything that makes it past the large intestine and the small intestine either can't be absorbed or have taken way too long to absorb. So that's what the body's going to form into stool. Step four, final step of your digestion is you're going to poop and hopefully regularly as in at least two to three times per day. So that's the process of a good gut and good digestion. So here's what causes it to change and become bad digestion. So for starters, as we age, we experience a lot of hormonal fluctuations. We lose a lot of the leptin, a lot of the ghrelin, and that could be due to factors like uh, perimenopause, menopause for the ladies, and andropause for the dudes. So these changes in the hormonal levels, they impact digestion in your metabolism because there's less of the hunger and the fullness signal for it to actually process food. So it's normal that as you get older, you start losing a lot of those signals and therefore you don't absorb as much food. Next thing is decreased estrogen levels. So for example, estrogen affects how food is metabolized and stored. So essentially, if we have too low of estrogen levels, then what happens is, is our fat doesn't metabolize. Our body says to itself, mm, maybe I don't need as much of the nutrients from food. I'm not really registering my hormone signal. So because of that, do I in fact need this food or will I have to store more food? So the low estrogen or the changes from the menopause, the andropause or perimenopause, can start to have an effect on your digestion. Now, another thing that has effect on digestion is your stress hormones. So stress hormones like cortisol can disrupt the digestive process because when you're stressed, blood flow is redirected away from your digestive system. 
After all, if you're in an active stressing state, your body might be in a fight or flight. So it's trying to say to itself, maybe I don't need to digest right now. Maybe I need to direct my energy or attention into the thing that's actually causing you stress. So to focus on your stressors, it starts to pull that blood away. Now, this is where you could lead to abdominal discomfort. So um, you, you feel like uh, some occasional shooting pain. You could get bloating if it continues to do this, and you could even develop food sensitivities. Chronic stress can also affect the balance of gut bacteria by killing it prematurely. So when your body's in an active straight, a state, it basically treats digestion as something that could be a potential harm. So it starts attacking the bacteria that are just simply trying to do its job. And if there's more, or if there's less, I should say, bacteria inside the body, then essentially there's less food to help break down and prepare for it absorption. Now, the most common issue with the gut, however, and this is an issue I see a lot as a coach, is an estrogen high. And this can happen because of medication like birth control, can happen because of makeups or deodorants that have estrogen chemicals in them, or it can happen by constantly eating food that has high estrogen content that maybe have plastics or certain preservatives. So high estrogen floods its way into the stomach. And then once it's in the stomach, it attacks the food you eat, as well as it hijacks where the bacteria live, meaning you're going to have a lot of good bacteria die off. This could lead to bloating. It can lead to really bad food inflammation, along with weight gain if it ends up sticking around for too long. So that's why I focus on hormone supportive foods with our clients. By incorporating complex carbs like whole grains, they provide a lot of sustained energy and they help support stable blood sugar and hormone levels. I include lean proteins, which helps them feel fuller for longer. And we make sure to up their healthy fats to ensure that the hormonal building blocks are there for their thyroid. And on top of that, I add in a lot of colorful fruits and vegetables to aid in uh, digestion with fiber and overall hormonal balance. So as a coach, I know that if I can improve the way someone digests their food, that they're going to get more nutrients from the food. They're going to feel more energized. They're going to have less trouble with bloating, less trouble with inflammation. And that, it just absolutely fires me up. But you know what else fires me up? Answering the questions now that we can do to improve our bloating, our digestion, and really help from a digestion point. So we're all going to work together in this to heal the digestion. So let's get right into these questions for the episode. Question number one, this is about experiencing bloating, gas, and abdominal pain. So the question is, what diet changes and food choices can I recommend to help alleviate these issues while promoting better digestion and, and overall energy? So for starters, these questions, uh, they actually came from people who wrote into the podcast via the email. You can always write questions in via info at fit the number four all studio.com so info at studio info at fit for all studio.com if you send questions there then i can put them in a podcast episodes like i've done now so essentially uh shorten this question down i'm experiencing bloating and abdominal pain what diet changes uh can i do to help prevent that so number one we want to look at why is bloating existing 
bloating, there's two types of bloating. There's either hormonal bloating or there's digestive bloating. Hormonal bloating comes from your hormone estrogen. It means there's too much estrogen in your stomach and it's attacking the bacteria that's there. And when the bacteria die off, they create gas and that's the bloating that you feel. The other is digestive bloating where essentially your digestion is too weak. It's not digesting or breaking down the food fast enough. And then the food sits there in your stomach and ferments. And again, it builds gas with fermentation and it starts to break it down. So when we're looking at the diet changes that we can recommend for this to really help with the digestion, we want to focus on number one, let's get rid of the mechanical bloating, which is bloating from undigested food. We do that by focusing on a diet rich in fiber. So when we have fiber, it helps condense and combine all of the waste, the waste that can't be broken down into the stomach to help shift out of your system. So that's really, really important. This helps reduce a lot of the mechanical bloating because if there's food that's sitting there that's undigested, that bloating is going to build up. And this is the type of bloating that at the beginning of the day, it's not a lot. And then by the time you get to the end of the day, you're bloated like a turtle. You're like, I cannot touch my stomach. It's really bulgy. It hurts a lot. I have to undo my pants. Like that's that type of bloating. So we want to help in that case with a diet rich in fiber because the grains, vegetables, and fruits that have the fiber, it's going to help aid in a regular bowel movement. So this prevents constipation and that can lead and contribute to bloating. It's crazy because people on average have only one bowel movement a day. Some people I come across as a coach have one bowel movement a week. And if you think about it, that means all of the undigested and unprocessed stool uh, is literally sitting in your intestine tract and it's like inside, like it's causing toxicity inside you. So you want to be regular, at least get uh, two to three times uh, a day is what I like to say. Not two to three times a week. That's constipated. Okay. Uh, Tip number two for this, I would say is incorporating foods like ginger and peppermint. So essentially ginger and peppermint can have soothing effects on the digestive system. So if you're someone who has very, very high amounts of inflammation, again, this is more on the mechanical bloating side, not on the hormone side. Um, if you're someone who has a lot of inflammation, chances are the inflammation is not just in your gut, it's in your intestine as well. So ginger and peppermint have been proven in health studies to help soothe inflammation that's inside the small intestine and large intestine and can make it easier for you to be able to process. Tip number three, this is going to address the hormone side and it's you want to be putting phytoestrogen based foods to help with estrogen in your gut. So if you have hormonal bloating or if you have a lot of gas due to the hormone estrogen, then we need to kill off the estrogen or we need to at least minimize it in a way that can be controlled. So good foods for this are things like flax seeds, garlic, and cruciferous vegetables. So like bro uh, broccoli, I was going to say broccoli flour. <laughs> broccoli, cauliflower, these types of things like flaxseed, garlic, cruciferous veggies, they essentially have an enzyme in them that helps get rid of estrogen by gently passing it through your system. So I won't go into the complex way that it does that, but if you're having an estrogen issue, these are good foods for you to implement that can really, really help with your bloating. So that's huge. 
Uh, tip number four, again, from a hormone side, I would say don't eat processed meats. Processed meats make estrogen work in your stomach. Work. Holy cow. <laughs> Can you tell it's a Monday? By the way, I'm filming this on the Monday long weekend. This is, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm just like, oh, my, my stuff is all over the place. But I love it because I got excited. I got in a bunch of good questions from some listeners. So I'm like, I'm just going to literally nail these questions down and help you guys learn about digestion. So I will say this again from the hormonal side to help with bloating, don't eat processed meats. They make estrogen worse in your stomach because of the preservatives in the meat being estrogen based. So there that is. Now, question number two, question number two is all about personalized exercise that can help with digestion and with weight loss. So I'm actually going to say this as a coach, it's important for you to address both digestion and weight loss, especially if someone has a weight issue that might lead to medical concerns down the road. So the question that I got in is what is an exercise routine that can help support my digestion and also help in weight loss? So two things here, and this is like a tip, but it's all condensed into one. So for this tip, you're going to want an exercise routine that's easy on your hormones, but heavy on a caloric burn. So what I mean by that is essentially this, whenever we exercise, it can be really hard on your stress hormone cortisol. If you do long amounts of activity or excessive amounts of activity, like seven days a week or for three hours a day, seven days. When we activate our stress hormone cortisol, that signals our body to create more estrogen. And then that estrogen can make its way into the stomach, which will actually hurt your digestion. So what we want to do is we want to optimize two things. We want to make sure it's easy on the hormones. That's the first thing. The second thing though, from a weight loss perspective is we want to make sure that we're heavy on the amount of calories that are being burned. So one thing that I will say is to implement compound movements into your routine. When we do compound movements, it means that we're working more than one muscle group at the same time. So this could be a squat and a dumbbell press. This could be a lunge and a forward press. This could be a deadlift and row. When we use multiple muscle groups at the same time, that's going to bring our heart rate a lot higher. And it actually takes many hours, sometimes two to three hours after your activity to bring the heart rate down. When we have elevated heart rate, that's when we have elevated, uh, elevated caloric burn. So oftentimes doing just two to three workouts a week consistently for half an hour, consistently using compound movements can help burn calories up to two to three hours after your workout. And cause it's only half an hour to 40 minutes. It's not hard on your hormone panel, so it'll be easy on your thyroid and easy on your hormone cortisol. So from a digestion and a weight loss perspective, hopefully that helps. Question number three is on stress management's impact on digestion and weight loss. So I will say that people don't seem to realize that stress often makes digestive problems way, way worse. So the question is, how can you effectively manage your stress while improving digestion? Here's why stress makes digestion worse. I talked about it a little bit, but it makes it worse on a couple of levels. Your stress hormone cortisol 
will talk to estrogen because cortisol is your energy usage hormone and estrogen is your fat storage and, and fat uh, usage hormone. So all fat is, is stored energy. So if we have high amounts of stress all the time, then the body is going to tell estrogen, I need you to be higher because I need you to actively store more fat. Fat will then help you create more energy so then you can use it for emergency situations. So if we have excessively high amounts of stress, we get a lot of estrogen. Too high estrogen gets unchecked, then it makes your way into the stomach. The other issue as well is cortisol helps manage inflammation. So if we are overstressed to the point where our cortisol starts to struggle and we start making less and less cortisol, it means that we can tolerate less and less inflammation. And that means that inflammation can be present inside your stomach and inside your intestines. So this is where we might get a lot of uh, food intolerances where people are like, oh, I used to have no issue with this food before. And now all of a sudden it really bothers me. And that's because the inflammation is there and really anything will trigger that inflammation. This often tends to show up as random foods giving you problems, or you might have a problem one day and then the next day you, you might be fine. So in this case, my tip would be stress management. Like stress management is pivotal, uh, pivotal to your digestive health and your uh, digestion. So techniques like deep breathing, doing things regular like meditation and actively stretching your muscles, so muscle relaxation, can help reduce cortisol levels. And when your cortisol levels are stable, then you're not gonna have high inflammation and you're not going to have digestive issues through this process. Question number four is on meal timing and intermittent fasting. So meal timing and intermittent fasting seem to be getting a lot of attention these days. Um, as a coach, almost every single person I'm hopping on a consult has either tried intermittent fasting or they're about to try intermittent fasting. So the question that I got in was, could you share how intermittent fasting or changing up your meal times can enhance digestion and address uh, the challenge of weight loss? So from this aspect, I want to say intermittent fasting, yes, can help with your digestion and can help with weight loss, just not in the way that people think. So the purpose of intermittent fasting is because it can uh, change hormones like insulin and ghrelin. And then also it can change something that's called growth hormone. So when we do intermittent fasting, the, the, the kind of quick summary of intermittent fasting is you have a window in which you eat food and then you have a larger window in which you don't eat food. So it could be eight hours of eating, 16 hours of fasting. When we fast, the idea is essentially slowly we reduce our ghrelin hormone, which reduces the signal of food. This increases our fat usage. And then we also increase our growth hormone, which helps speed up our fat usage. So we're using fat and we're reducing the hunger uh, hormone at the same time. Now, the problem with this is many people don't do intermittent fasting properly, or many people's hormones are already in a stressed out state. So when they do the fasting, they don't get the boost in growth hormone because it's not done right, 
or their hunger hormone actually says, actually, I'm super hungry. And then guess what? The fast actually causes more fat gain and more digestive issues because then you're under eating and then you're going to start to have the weight. So I purposely tell people you want to have a type of nutrition that's going to be realistic for you long term. And I literally just talked about uh, intermittent fasting in episode 52. I actually went through a lot of the, the fast. So if you didn't watch the episode previous to this, then listen to it um, to explain more. But let's talk about if it can benefit. Yes, if done properly, it can benefit. Although I don't recommend it because again, you're going to have to keep intermittent fasting in order to see your results. And if you're not prepared to eat in a single window every day, or you're not prepared to push all your food into a tight time frame, then it's not going to make sense for you long-term. So I wouldn't recommend it um, for the purposes of digestion or, or weight loss. Uh, one thing I will recommend though is meal timing. So when we time our meals or when we space our meals to two to three hours apart, what that does is that gives us a steady level of insulin and a steady level of our hunger hormone ghrelin, which means that we're not hungry, but we're not full. It gives us a smooth kind of gas pedal on our energy. Like if you think about it like a gas pedal, I don't want to be throttling, braking, throttling, braking. I use more gas or I use more energy. What I want to do is hold my foot in a steady position and fill the tank in a steady amount. So if we space our meals to every two and a half to three hours, or we're having something every two and a half to three hours, our hormones will be stable, our energy use will be stable, and it's going to help align our eating and aid in digestion because then the stomach doesn't get over full. So if our hormones are stable, it's a lot easier for us to lose weight. And if our digestion is consistently taking something, then the stomach won't get over full, which makes it easier to digest food as well. Now, the final question uh, that I got in that I wanted to share on this episode is about the gut microbiome and it's about digestive health. So this is something that I talked about earlier, like way beginning at the podcast, but I also cover this in the hormone reset program that was launched last week too. That is probiotics and prebiotics. So the question is, how can probiotics and prebiotics support my digestion and help me with weight loss? So one, I guess I'll say they can benefit in a couple of different areas, but it's important to understand like what the probiotic and the prebiotic does. So a probiotic is basically like before digestion, a prebiotic is during digestion. So with the pro, basically all you're doing with probiotic and prebiotic is you're increasing the amount of gut bacteria that's in your stomach and you're increasing the ability for them to work harder. That's those two combined. So essentially, if you have more gut bacteria in your stomach, you're going to break down more food, which means it's going to be easier for you to get nutrients. If you have harder working bacteria in your stomach or more effective working bacteria, I should say, then it means that it's going to be a lot quicker. So your stomach will empty a lot faster. So when we have a healthy gut biome in our stomach, we have a strong food eating machine that we can get the most amount of nutrients from. So here's a tip. 
you want to incorporate probiotic rich foods. So things like yogurt, kefir and sauerkraut can positively impact your gut biome. And that can also help you reduce bloating by promoting smoother digestion. Second tip is when it comes to prebiotics. So foods like garlic, onions, and asparagus, this can help provide nourishment for beneficial gut bacteria to help them reproduce. So a prebiotic makes it easier for them to reproduce. Or if you want, if you're like, you know, maybe I'm not a fan of garlic and onions, then take a prebiotic uh, a, uh, supplement. Holy cow. There we go. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. I just love it. <laughs> I'm just so excited. And I'm like, what is the word that I'm looking for? A prebiotic supplement is phenomenal. If you're someone who doesn't like garlic, onions, and asparagus, because you can just take it in pill form and same thing, you'll get the uh, same amount of benefit from that. So by focusing on those two things, you're going to be able to help with digestion. It's going to help with weight management because if you're regularly passing food at a consistent level, then your body doesn't have to fluctuate the weight or fluctuate your hydration to compensate for the way your digestion is acting. So that is all of the uh, questions here. And, uh, and there you have it. Now I want you to make sure that you get started on your gut health today. And remember one thing, the hormone reset program is taking applications to start like ASAP. We literally launched this program last week to help with all of these things. The link to the program is in the show notes. Uh, otherwise you can check out www fit number four all fitness.com slash hormone reset so www.fitforallfitness.com slash hormone reset and that's all one word it'll take you straight to that page that's there you can learn more about the program and of course register for the program to hop on a call with me other than that thank you my lovely fit fam for tuning in to another episode of the hormone helper podcast and remember taking care of yourself and your digestive health and embracing mindful choices can really help carve the way to a happier and healthier you. Until next time. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site? We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, it'll say Fit For All beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.